you take two women from opposite sides of the pond, add half a cup of Raising Boys, a teaspoon of some real life experience, and a pinch of early morning WhatsApp voice notes. I'm Amanda. And I'm Haley. And welcome to Mac to Mac, a podcast for banterers, shoulder criers, dog whispers, WrestleMania advocates, and belly laugh enthusiasts. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Mac to Mac podcast. I am Amanda and this is my lovely friend, Haley. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about quite a few interesting things. Um, We're going to do a little bit of a recap of our our week and what's gone on in our worlds. Um, And then um, we're going to be talking about uh, a very funny topic, which is um, uh, basically an I don't give a fuck moment um, about jobs. So we've gotten some feedback from um, our friends and and people that know us about that moment in their life where they just decided um, they didn't care. Uh, They got fired. They got let go. They walked away from a job. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's actually turns out to be a really funny story. Um, but first, uh, we're going to lead off with some discussion about, um, the passing of Prince Philip. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. I mean, it's not, for me, it's not so much the passing of Prince Philip. It's the reaction to it. That is really, it's, um, it's a bit of a negative to start the show off on, but I really, I just want it said that certain people had a very disgusting attitude to the passing of somebody's husband. Yes. Didn't Basic they? human level. Basic yeah. human level, right? Yeah. I mean, I get it. There's lots of, especially when it comes to like figureheads, political people, mm-hmm. there's always lots of feelings like yes. across the board, a yeah. spectrum of feelings. Um, but I think your standpoint has been like, but somebody's lost their husband. Yeah. And so you've got to put that stuff aside for a second mm-hmm. and have some empathy, um, you know, for the queen who has been with this person for most of her life, which is actually, incre- it's incredible in that, in, in itself. Yeah. I think it was, they've been married for like 74 years <laughs> and that's literally that's longer than some people are alive for. That's you know, insane. That's, it's absolutely amazing. And I, I do understand the opinion of the royal family being completely separate and not like us at all. They're not. I right. do have my own opinions of the royal family. I right. do. Right. I'm sure you have your own opinion on the royal family. I do. And all of the politics <laughs> surrounding them. Of course we do. But the, a man died and right. that man had a wife. He had children. He had grandchildren. He had great grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And I don't see it as this person from the royal family who did X, Y, and Z years right. ago right. has passed away. Right. I see it as somebody's lost their dad. Yeah. You know, every single person, no matter how much money you have, where you live, what your background is, when somebody close to you dies, everybody feels the same way. Sure. We all grief feel lost the same. Yeah, royal family aren't immune to that just because no. they live in a palace and they get all this money from the state. They're not immune 
to that, you know, and I'm it's, sure. And, it's, and there, I mean, I, I, to, I totally, I 100% agree on a basic human level. Yeah. Loss is loss. It's mm-hmm. so sad for her. Um, and also like if <laughs> there has to be a part of her too, that reflects on her own mortality. Um, oh, of you know, she's, she's about to hit that hundred mark mm-hmm. and, um, you know, while she's lived a crazy, interesting, sometimes difficult, sometimes triumphant type life, you know, I think that because they've been together for so long and because, um, you know, they've been through quite a lot together in the public eye under intense scrutiny. Um, I learned a lot of shit from the crown. Like I'm not going (laughs) to lie to you. See, I've never, (laughs) I've never seen the crown. We're not like, we're not that kind of couple that would watch the crown. I've heard about it, obviously, because everybody else in the world watches it, but we don't. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, putting it in basic terms, she has lived with him as part of her life for longer than she had without him. Correct. And that picture, I saw a picture yesterday, a friend of mine shared it on Instagram, of her sat on her own in the church. I forget where it was. I'm sorry, I didn't watch it. No. Um, She was on her own in this big building and she just looked different. Oh, and it was just so upsetting. Um, and, you know, I just, nobody on this planet is immune from feeling that way. And for Absolutely the internet not. to go, well, he made a racist remark 10 right. years ago. Yeah, he did. And that was shit. That's not yeah. okay. Yeah. I'm not condoning that. Nobody is that. condoning that's okay. that. That's that's really no, not. But now is not the time. Exactly. Like, I'm sure not that, the time. I'm sure that everybody's grandparents have made a racist remark at My some point. My mom makes racist remarks at all yeah, times. It's like, not it's, okay. It is not okay. Not. But does that mean that we shouldn't mourn my grandmother? Right. right. Does that mean I don't have the right to be upset because she died? Well, yeah, actually, I fucking do. Yeah. And so does Prince Charles and so does the Queen and so does everybody else. I mean, Andrew, the joy's out on that one. I'm going to just leave that where it is. Andrew Andrew's on the outs. I'm sorry. Uh, We don't recognize him as a formal member anymore. I'm not at all interested in that. (laughs) He can Um, do one. (laughs) If you're listening... Prince Andrew, you can do one <laughs> because um, I don't support your shit. Okay, I just want to make that clear. One bit, and you know, I don't think anybody does. I just, I just a little side note to wrap this topic up. <laughs> I don't believe for one second that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. Oh, no. himself. <laughs> I'm just gonna pull that one out there. Well, no, everybody. he was given the sleeper. He was given the sleeper and put 100% to bed. Hundred fucking percent. And if you think any different. You're an idiot because that's exactly what happened. That's it. It's not even about putting a tinfoil hat on. It's just cold, hard facts. He knew too much. He was the man that knew too much. He knew way too much, connected yep. to way too many people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's another story for another day. Okay. 
Yes. Tell me about your birthday. You had a birthday <laughs> this week, didn't I did. you? I did. I did have a birthday this week. How was um, it? Oh, man. I'm not going to lie. Like, leading up to the birthday... I was feeling a little bit down because this is my second lockdown birthday now. Mm -hmm. And not that like, I'm like a crazy birthday person. Um, you know, uh, but I just felt like, you know, you can't, I can't go anywhere. I can't see anybody. Um, there's really no celebration. Um, and I, I really, the day before, like my, my birthday was on the Wednesday, on the Tuesday, I was just like, I was in, mm. I was miserable. I was in you a miserable very, very low wasn't that I? day. Yeah, you I, wasn't I? And it's sad because a few people that I had talked to, like they could hear it in my voice. Mm. And I think, you know, um, I just thought, I th I'm like, I don't know why I feel this way. I just do. And yeah. I think that's been like a, a telltale story over the last year and a half year or so. Um, you know, with the Penny D it's like <laughs> the Penny D. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Penny D. Okay. Um, <laughs> don't laugh. Apologies. I'm very, is, very sorry. That is my nickname for the pandemic, Penny D. Okay. Um, so yeah, I um I just thought, you know, um everyone's been kind of they have these times that they're feeling this way and they did they can't quite explain it. Like in the before times, which is like what I like to call the pre-COVID uh, times. <laughs> Pre-March last year. <laughs> <laughs> in the before times, once upon a time, you know, if you were feeling down, I feel like it was much more easier to explain. Like, yes. okay, this happened to me. This is why I feel this way. But with the pandemic, a lot of the time, nothing is actually happening. You just feel like sh you just feel shit. And you mm -hmm. don't, you don't know like how to explain it. So when somebody, I, I just like, I'm, I'm trying to find the words, but I, I can't really um, explain it. And I, yeah. and so I was kind of feeling a little bit like that. I also think like, you know, here we go. It's another year to add on. Um, you know, I think you, some people embrace their age and they embrace getting older. They embrace that experience, that wisdom that you get with each passing year. Um, and, and for me, I think that like I, I do in a little bit, but like in other ways, I'm also still like, I'm vain enough to be like, shit, when am I going to start? Like, when's it going to start like going downhill? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm thinking like, how long is this like going to last? Cause I look at my mom <laughs> <laughs> I look at my mom and I'm like, I'm trying to think back, like, okay, I see how you are now. Mm -hmm. At what point did it start to change? And I, I kind of feel like for my mom, it was more like in her probably her late 40s, I think. So I still I've still got a bit to go. Yeah. Um but again, you start thinking about these things like, fuck, like, you know everything is going to like wrinkle and drop and, you know, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> so I better like, you know, get on it. Um, I better find like a life partner um, sooner rather than later because the older you get, the harder it gets. Honestly, it, yeah. it just gets harder because people are willing to kind of accept 
less. Like they, yeah. they're, they're willing to accept less shit because you just become more regimented every yeah, year. Yeah. So you know what? But I tried to have a, I woke up, I woke up on my birthday, positive mindset, positive mental attitude, going back to my hardcore days and my emo days with PMA. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start wearing mesh shorts now and new okay. balances. Um, uh, Cause I think, you know, it, to remind me of my youth, but then maybe I'll get a crew cut. Uh, yeah. Why not? <laughs> why not? Actually, actually your, your other half pretty much still is like that. Um, in terms yeah, of well, like, to be fair, you know, we both are, it's, it's <laughs> funny this actually that you should bring this up. I was actually thinking, um, gosh, what, what day was it? I, I don't actually fucking know what day is what. So one day this week I had a thought, um, and it was based around the fact that my sister, bless her, she's 10 years older than me. Yeah. Um, and she dresses very feminine and um, like with the boots and the heels and the really Ooh. nice jewelry and mm. honestly, she dresses that ain't so you. well. That, that ain't is you. not me. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm still here, like getting so excited over a pair of Nikes or um, like I still wear like my Adidas track jacket and I, yeah. you know, I just when, if ever, will I get to the point where I think. <laughs> Right, it's time to start dressing more my age because I mean I'm 35 this year, um, and I'm like, well, surely it would have happened by now. You know, I look at, I go and drop my son off at school, and I look at the other mums and the way they're yeah. dressed, and they all dress great. You know, no, no. But like when they're coming up in like <laughs> sandals or they're in their boots or whatever, and very sensible grown-up clothes and I'm there in my skinny jeans my high tops and like a Tom Petty t-shirt it's like mm, I'm a little bit different guys so yeah it's it's funny you should bring that up because me and Darren are both the same we yeah we've kind of grown up in our image yeah. but we still have that image and I just wonder when the point will be that Darren and I start wearing beige because we are not like the standard type of like, you know, I You're dress not. very feminine and he You're dresses not. very smart. No. No. We're not like that. No, you're not. We both dress smart and we make an effort. Right. But... When Yeah. When you have to, like also like, I mean, I've seen you guys dressed up for occasions and, you know, you make, you make a lovely dressed up pair. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> I feel like I... a man in drag when I wear a dress, but thanks. <laughs> I think, I think, um, you know, I've never been one to put things on to impress other people. Like I, I think, I think yeah. there's a level of comfort in, in what you wear. Right. So 100%. I, I obviously in my work life, I dress professionally. Um, and so I have a lot of professional clothing. Yeah at this point that side of my closet for the last 18 months probably doesn't fit me anymore. Um, <laughs> I just like stopped buying it. Actually, the funny thing is that um, in, in the last year, I've not bought any 
fa- like fancier stuff because yeah. being working from home, I've actually like, if you saw my shopping list over the last year, all you're going to see on it is sweatshirts <laughs> and <laughs> compression leggings because, and some socks and some socks. That is all, that is all I've bought for a year because honestly, I didn't really have many of those things. Yeah. I had like two pairs of sweatpants, maybe like a pair of leggings um, because I spent so much time in like slacks and, and like a, a, a dress top, a blazer or whatever. So yeah. it's been a change for me, but I was having this conversation the other day with a friend and I, 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 w- I was telling him that like, I have two, you know, nobody is, is like one thing, right? Yes. So people are multidimensional. But for me, like I see myself as two very distinct person. Like I, I am like work Amanda and I am that cool bitch, Amanda. <laughs> Those are like two. <laughs> yes, you are. Right. Yeah. And, and I guess like, you know, speaking of work, you know, work's been so, so tough um, over over the pandemic. Um, I know that in, in the UK, um, things have been really bad as well. Yeah. Um, I was I was looking at some numbers th- this morning because there's just been so much that's been said and it, that's been in the media about job loss and, and precarious work and people yeah. getting laid off. And I was actually shocked to see that um, the unemployment rate in Canada has gone from about 5.7% in the before times. Um, and it's now at nine and a half percent, which Gosh. is very, very high. Um, yeah. You know, we're talking about at least a million jobs lost across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's been really, really so difficult for people. I think, you know, um, coping with job loss or lack of work is just, it's, it's tough in general because a lot of people tie their meaning or their self-definition or their usefulness to yeah, work. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, if you... Some people that are losing jobs at the minute will be people that have done that job for 20 years plus, and that is a hell of a long time to do one thing. And, you know, if you don't get to do that anymore, you know, or if you are the one that goes out to work and you have a wife or a husband that stays at home, all of a sudden you're not bringing in the money. And, you know, people do tie a lot of their worth to that. It's Um, so true. I've, I've been out of work before, um, gosh, I was looking for work for years and it was so, so difficult because you really feel like all you're doing is sitting and waiting for your partner to come home. Right. That's literally it. Um, And that for some people, I mean, for me, it was difficult. Um, But for a lot of people, they find it so, so hard. And I really do feel for all of these poor, unfortunate people that, are out of work now and they've got to try and find work during the pandemic as well. Well, this is, and this is the tough part. And like, you know, I come across people all of the time and, you know, 
we we bring up these conversations of work and and you know they're all kind of saying the same thing it's like i lost my job um you know last year i've been looking and i'm like i totally i said you i said like i encourage people to keep looking but at the same time i know the reality of the situation yeah. is that like most workplaces in including my own have had some sort of work freeze yeah. on hiring um because we're not really making any money we're not making any uh, sustainable revenue so like mm-hmm. we can't afford to hire yeah. people or we're trying to save money. So we're holding off on hiring people. And so yeah. we get back to a place where we're more even Steven. So yeah. um, it's, it's really hard. And then on top of all of that, and like looking for a job. Um, and of course we know that like looking for a job is so different now. Like you're, you're, you're basically just going on websites, sending out, pumping out resumes, pumping out resumes, and you don't know where they go. You don't no. know if they ever get no. somebody. Gone are the days of ringing a company or going into a shop or somewhere with your CV, with your resume, um, saying, I'm looking for work. This is when I'm available. And then you get the phone call or you don't get the phone call. Those days are completely gone. They're over. And you know, the funniest, the funniest thing is when I had to think this week about my work history, where I started how my career has gone. I realized that when I moved to the US in 2006, I couldn't work because my visa was still coming through to work. Yeah. When I was able to work and I was looking for a proper job, I looked in the paper. Like think about yeah. think about how much things have changed. Yeah. I- remember myself getting the classified mm-hmm. out in the paper and circling like numbers to call yeah. and actually calling these people. And that's how I got not just my first job when I moved to New Jersey, but it's also how I got my second job at a state college. Yeah. Was through the paper. Yeah. I remember we have, um, a local paper called the Manchester Evening News, big up. Right. Um, <laughs> and every Thursday they had <laughs> every Thursday they had the um job supplement in the middle. Okay, okay. And it was literally the only time I was ever bothered <laughs> about a newspaper was when this job thing was in. And I used to take it out and I'd do the same as you. I'd circle things or I'd phone people and it's just so strange now. I could literally, I could apply for jobs while we're talking now. I, it, and it's, it's just it's hit mad, me how old we sound. And but I know, not understand I know. Well, how old we is, sound. We sound old, but we're not old. And this is, this is, this is the phenomenon to me. That was like less than 15 years ago. And that goes to show you how, how much things have changed so quickly and you start to realize that see we grew up in a time and I feel I was also thinking about this 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 week that we we we're saying these things a lot now but you and I you know myself and other friends like do you remember when or geez things were you go oh shit I'm now like my parents when we were, you know, <laughs> yeah. young and they would say these things. Now we're starting to say them. I, yeah. I think it's like, as you approach 40 or you're, you know, you're getting up there, you start to remember that 
things were indeed so different, mm-hmm. like so different. We grew up in a time that's like hard to explain to kids. Like there was no internet. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, have you seen <laughs> that video? Um, if not, I'll have to try and find it for you. These two young boys are given a cassette and they don't know what to do with it. Dad says to them, like, how do you think you get music out of that? And they get earphones and try and plug earphones into it. Um, and they they like put it up to their ear, they start turning the thing, and it's it's oh absolutely God. amazing to me that you know something you know that we just remember so fondly. <laughs> you know what's so funny though? You know what's so funny though? Go on. I saw a video this week of somebody playing a cassette tape mm-hmm. and they had one of those, because since nobody really has the cassette player anymore. Yeah. I have one of those like little recorders that had like the pop, like, you know, like police detectives used to use. Oh, they yeah, could put yeah. in the yeah. interview tape. So they had a little one and they started, they put in a cassette tape. I forget what song it was. It's probably like an old Whitney Houston song. And they, and they played it and it sounded still so good. Yeah. Like, the quality was still really, really good. Like I was actually surprised and they played a, a, a mastered version of what it would sound like off of Spotify. And it was like almost exactly the same. Right. Okay. Um, so so I thought that literally was just solved a problem that did not exist. <laughs> haven't we? So, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I have an Apple music subscription, but you know, think about all those people in the cassette factory that don't, didn't have a job one day. <laughs> They didn't know how to make CDs. So they were out on their ass, weren't they? Honestly, it's 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 rough out there. Um it is. Um and that has um in turn given us food for thought. Yes. Um about our past experiences with <laughs> jobs. Um yes. mine is a very, very colourful history. Um, <laughs> which I'm sure my brother-in-law would love to tell everybody about. Um, <laughs> um, but yes, I've had a colourful history um, and I've walked out of more jobs than um, I'd care to admit. Because <laughs> I was just, well, I was just so young. I was just so young and stupid. And I was like, oh, fuck it. I, I can't be bothered with this. I'm far too cool with this. I've got to go and get, like, I've got a beer garden to go and sit in. I can't do with this. Um, and we thought that there has got to be funny stories out there for why people have also been let go. You know, there's obviously there's serious reasons and we're not making light of that, but there's also got to be ridiculous reasons. <laughs> Hasn't there? There's got to be funny <laughs> stories in there there's somewhere. There's got to be funny stories. And you again, you start to think about your own stuff. Um, um, so let me, you go first. I want to hear the most stupid, funny reason. And knowing you, knowing you, you've probably <laughs> said like, fuck your job. Pass <laughs> <laughs> something off. I and have absolutely just... <laughs> no idea why you would think that, Mandy. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah. All right. Okay, let's go for it. I worked at a supermarket called Morrison's when I was 18 years old. Okay, okay so I'm 34 now. I can't do that math. I'm far too tired, so... 
think, yeah. I think it was, I think we get 16 years ago. Oh, wonderful. That's I made think. me feel great. Thanks. I think, I um, think. So, right. I started off working on the checkout. I then moved department to what was known at the time as the pie shop. <laughs> it was but, a counter. But who ate all the pies? But who ate all the me. pies? Me. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, no, you'll fucking find out in a minute who ate all the pies. <laughs> right. So this pie shop was connected to the bakery and it sold pies of all kinds, sausage rolls, um, all of that, you know, pastry stuff we love here in the north. Oh, and let like just 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 oh, okay, just a touch for two seconds. Okay, Northerners and your love of pastries mm-hmm. is is like it's it's like out of control. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> in and certain another, parts, yes, it is. But in you another know story for another day, we will talk about how I ended up with kidney stones after. Eating really bad food. Okay. <laughs> in Manchester. All right. Make a note. We can talk about that. Let's make a note of that for another time. Okay, yeah. go on. All right. Sorry. Kidney <laughs> stems. <laughs> right. it's, it's, a bit, it's, it's a funny story, but it's it's not it's not an enjoyable no, one. That, People aren't no, gonna I like bet it. It did not tickle. No, okay. it didn't. <laughs> so, all right. I'm at the pie shop. This is the kind of job, like when you're 18, you think that, you know, it's the end of the world if your manager asks you to do something. Um, You're a bit cocky. You think you know everything. You've worked there a year. You know, you wear your bakery hat on an angle and, you you know, you'd. So anyway, there was this one woman, this customer, every single week, sometimes twice. I would, if I was hungry... I would cut up something that was on the counter, usually a sausage roll, and put it on the top with a tester sign, okay? (laughs) Sometimes we were told to do that. So anyway, I did it. And every week, this woman, she used to loop around the fucking (laughs) supermarket. Yeah, every single time. (laughs) And once I clocked onto her, I started moving the samples off the top of the counter because it just, it frustrated me. You are not the only person in the fucking supermarket, though. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So I used to take this tray off and hide it. Um, And one time I remember she came over and she's like, oh, no samples today. (laughs) No. (laughs) And I bet you said it just like that, didn't you? I did. I did. You were like... No. no, no, that's it. She didn't get any explanation. She waited for one, but she didn't get one. Anyway, so this happened a few times. Right. Yeah, because she was a repeat offender and I was getting so pissed off with her because I just thought it was just so rude. You don't do that. So my manager approaches me and says, that he suspects I have been taking this, <laughs> this tray off the top because a customer has seen me do it. Oh. So she's clocked a me cus- and she's a, grasped a cus- me up. A customer. Mm. Mm. Yes. A customer. She ha- yeah, she has. She's caught you. Yeah, she saw me and she's grasped me up. Yeah. So I had a heated discussion with my manager, um, which ended with me going, all right, fuck it. Let's just put it all on there then. 
<laughs> let's just let's just give it all the way then, shall we? Oh no. So yeah, I got in a little bit of trouble. And so after he walked away, I thought, oh, I've really had enough of this. Like, I really <laughs> Am I so going to so get disciplined? That, you took the hat off. You took the hat <laughs> off. No, no, no. Nothing that dramatic, surprisingly. Oh. Um, so I just thought to myself, do you know what? I'm 18. I had another job kind of lined up. I'd like sign up with this agency. And I thought, right, if I'm going to get disciplined over a fucking sausage roll, <laughs> I'm done. So I... <laughs> we used to- can I just say? Can I just say another? Because this is so funny. Can I just? Can I just say that? Um, this reminds me now of uh, the other week when we were watching what's what's that show with the with the the sing the mass singer? Oh yeah, yeah. And and remember the one episode we were watching that they had, uh, I think it was Joss Stone dressed up oh, yeah, as yeah, a sausage. Oh, yeah, she was a sausage. Yeah. yeah. Now that's all I'm thinking about in my head yeah. is Joss Stone dressed up as a sausage singing. Well, I can assure you that Joss Stone does not feature in this story. I do apologize. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I had, like, a replen list, and we had, like, a list of stuff we had to go to the freezer and get and prepare for right. the next day. Right, right, right. So I flipped it over to the plain side. And with my pen, <laughs> I wrote, <laughs> and I can't remember exactly what I wrote, but I basically said, I can't be doing with this shit anymore. <laughs> I will not be in tomorrow. I will arrange for my uniform to be dropped off. I'm done. That's oh, it. Oh, my God. The girls who were working on the bakery thought it was hilarious, and they thought it was great. <laughs> my boss, however, who caught me on the way out... <laughs> Oh. Did not think it was very funny. Um, so I was just like, look, I'm sorry. He's like seven foot tall or something. So I'm looking up at him like this. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I I can't do it anymore. So was, I'm, I'm too young for this. I'm, I cannot. It's like, oh, well, what are you going to go and do? So I don't know. I think I might go into management eventually. And he was like, you could be a retail manager. I'm like, well, you can. If you if you could be retail manager, I could be a fucking manager as well. <laughs> so yeah, that's how that one ended. Oh my god! At the supermarket. In a note, in a in a snarky, but factual note. A very Haley note. Snarky it really is and you. factual. I just wish you'd thrown down the hat. Like if you'd written the note and then said "fuck it," thrown down the hat and then left. <laughs> Something about the hat in the throat. Do you know I what think- I wish I'd done? I wish I had arranged all the pastry goods in fuck you on the counter. <laughs> it's Sasha's roll, just fucking. Yeah. <laughs> and then she just rounds the corner and she yeah. sees it. That would have been priceless. Yeah, that no, would have been so good. <laughs> You know, it's really funny because um, there was a story here in the news this week and it was 
a bunch of drywallers mm-hmm. on a construction site in, in Toronto um, had ordered a stripper. So it's bad enough that it's COVID and we're not mm-hmm. supposed to have contact with people. But you ordered a stripper to the job site. Okay. No. Yes. And there's (laughs) photos. So obviously there was a couple guys that got super handsy. Listen, lady, I don't know who you are out there. I, I, and I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, you got to do what you got to do to make, make money. Yeah. But some of the pictures I saw, I just thought, oh my God, like they they were, she's very young and they were like groping her. Oh God on a job site during the day when they're supposed to be doing their fucking job with a massive bottle of vodka, like, uh, and I'm like, oh my God. So on so many levels, so bad, obviously I all got fired. Um, But I don't think I've seen anything like that in the news, like so like something that's so wrong on so many levels. Although I have to admit when I read the comments on the news story, bad idea, never read the comments. Some people were like, well, that's not much worse than, you know, what, what politicians do. And it's like, okay, listen, I'm sorry. I don't give a shit what you do, what level of work you're, you know, you're in. You invited a stripper to your job site on the job during your work hours and somebody is taking photos, of course, because who's not going to take photos of that? Yeah. And um, you're drinking on the job. You're touching this girl. Like, I'm like, it's, oh, it was, it was vile. It was absolutely vile. One of the worst things I've seen in a oh while. Oh my God. I tell you what, that is just, oh, that is vile. That is awful. got my first real job in the States. It was for a construction company and I will not name them. No, <laughs> they're probably not in business anymore anyways. Um, which goes to kind of speak to, uh, yeah, that for reference, I don't even put this company on my resume, my CV wow. because it ain't worth it. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I worked there for about seven months. It was a very small um, construction company that, um, did things like car dealerships, car washes, that sort of thing. So I started off as kind of like an administrative assistant. And, um, again, like my skills were higher than that, but at the time I was just trying to get my foot in the door somewhere. Of course. So I knew the owner was like a little bit shady and I knew that he's, he had a personal assistant and they were like pretty close. Like Mm. they had a lot of closed door meetings. Let's just say. Oh God. Okay. And everyone kind of like whispered and talked a little bit about it. And I was just like, Oh, like that's like so bad. Cause he has four kids and and a wife and a wife and a wife. Oh, wonderful. So one day <laughs> I'm answering the phones at the front and his wife comes in and she is very mad. Oh God. And so she, she blows right past me, mm-hmm. goes to the back where his office is. And of course, right on time, cause he's having a meeting oh, with his shit. administrative assistant. Right. So it's, 
I could hear them yelling and I could hear them screaming. And I'm like, like as a Canadian, I've like never, never experienced anything like this before. Yeah. And, um, it's like getting really heated and they're yelling and she's like swearing, tells him to go fuck himself. She comes, she comes. Oh, it gets, it gets so good though. She, she comes around back around to the front where I am. Yeah. We had a couch and a glass coffee table. She picks up the glass coffee table and she smashes it. Oh shit. So luckily I ducked. Oh my God. There was glass everywhere. There was glass everywhere. And I was like, what the fuck? So I start getting really worried. And um, I, I like walk out the back. I'm like, okay, I don't, something's going on here. Yeah. My spidey senses are up. So I was like, (laughs) all right, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out of here. So I go out the back of the office and I'm like, my anxiety is through the roof. I don't know. Like this is the U S so I don't know if this lady is about to go to her car and get a gun. I have no idea what's going to happen. So I just leave and like people watch me and I just, I just start walking. (laughs) I just start walking down the block and I'm thinking. And so as I'm on, as I'm walking out like the back, one of the ladies I work with, she looks at me and I'm like, call the police, call the police. <laughs> and she's like, I'm calling them. I'm calling them right now. So I walk out the back door. I'm walking down the street and I turn back and I see her and she's opened up. He's got like this eight, the seven series BMW. So it's like at yeah. the time, it's like a, a $90,000 car. Yeah. She opens up the trunk and he had a bunch of tile samples in the trunk. Okay. She starts to take the tile samples out and she's throwing them at the car. Holy shit. And yes. at this point, I'm like two, I'm like two blocks away. And I'm just sat there watch because I'm waiting for the cops. <laughs> And she's just, and you could see like, he's like, he's like, stop it. What are you doing? Stop it. And she <laughs> keeps throwing yes, these tiles. That she's is throwing these tiles. Amazing. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. So I see the cops come. She hears them coming. She gets in her minivan and she legs it. She's, <laughs> she's gone. She's gone. And I'm like, oh my God, there's going to be a full blown police chase. Um, so after that, after she left and the police, I think, pulled her over and talked to her. I remember I went back <laughs> and I was like, I won't be coming back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was like trying to be like, he's like, I mean, I'm so sorry about this, Amanda. Like, it's just like my wife, she's, she gets really heated sometimes. And I was like, Oh, how dare I won't be you coming blame back. your wife. I was like, I won't be coming back. I won't oh, be coming back. Sleep. So that's, that's the only time in my whole life I have kind of quit, if you want to call it that, quit a job. Because there was some sort of physical violence. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> only in New Jersey. Only in New Jersey, man. That would never happen anywhere else. Um, Jesus. But it was the craziest shit I ever saw.
And so we've asked other people, do they have similar experiences? Yes. Um, and so I had my friends, Ian and Jen, call me up yesterday because they were so interested in this topic. And my friend Jen is very much like you. Um, you know, you have very similar like if it's not working for me and it's not working in my best interest, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> and so she was telling me that, um, and, she, and then she said to me, yesterday, like, she's like, I think I have a little bit of a problem with authority. Like now that I'm talking to you mm-hmm. about it, I think I have a problem. If she's like, like me, then yes, 100% you do. That's how you know, Jen, you have a problem with authority. If you're anything like me, you ain't being told what to do. <laughs> That's just it. So, okay. So she told me that she once lasted a single hour on a job. Wow. Okay. So she um, started a training shift with a, a chain of gyms called Good Life Fitness here in Canada. It's they're a massive chain. Okay. And um, so she said that she had had a training shift in this city which will not be named, but it's a city close to us and has a lot of wealthy people in it. And um, (laughs) she said that during the training session, when they told her how to answer the phone, she had to answer the phone and say, it's a great day at Good Life. How can I help you? Oh, no. And so she... (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) not. (laughs) No, I'd be like, no, do you know what? I, I can't do that. See she said, later. she said, she goes, I can't, she said, I can't say that. <laughs> and they were like, what do you mean? You can't say that. And she's like, you want me to say it's a great day at good life to a bunch of women who wear Lululemon yoga pants and basically have nannies. And you want me to say that to them every single time that they call for something stupid, which inevitably they will like, what time is your hot yoga class? it's a great day, a good life. How can I help you? She's like, I'm not doing it. She's like, I'm not doing it. And they're like, well, <laughs> if you're not going to do it, you can't work here. And she's like, fine. I, she said she only lasted an hour. And I was like, oh my God. What? And she's like, I just can't. She's like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't say it. No. And, but then the more you think about it, it's a great, who the fuck answers the phone? It's a great, like what, what if it's not a great day? What if it's a horrible day? <laughs> what, if, what if it's an absolute shit tip of a day? What if you are having a fucking nightmare? It's a shit time at Good Life. <laughs> like, what if you're like, it's a great day at Good Life, and the person that calls is like, no, it ain't. <laughs> like, well, this what? is it. <laughs> this is it. What if you get some argumentative trophy right. wife right. calling you going... Don't tell me what kind of day I'm having. Exactly. Did you know that was going to happen? She knew that was going to happen and she was yeah. trying to and prevent, you know her name would prevent be? it. Karen. Karen. <laughs> there are Karens globally. Okay, let's just make this well, clear. Well, I said this when I guested on the Shadadigans podcast. Karen is the real pandemic. And I have a friend called Karen. And she she's great, but she fully embraces Karen life. She feels like she gets away with being a bit of a dick because her name's Karen. People just kind of expect it of her now. So oh, she embraces man. it. But yeah, Karen is a global issue. It is. It is. It is not always it knows, called Karen. It knows no bounds. No, I I sometimes call them Susans. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair name. Like if Maybe there's gonna be a, I have a friend yeah. called Karen, I don't want to, you know. 
But yeah, Susan and Karen, they would have called Susan and, and Karen's, absolutely. Who says I'm having a great day? I'm having a shit day, actually. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Nah, good for Jen. I wouldn't have done it either. <laughs> no chance. John. Um, so we also got a few um, other really funny stories. So yeah, we do did. you want to share? Yes. Do you have one? Um, I got... Um, I have two. So I have, um, this one was submitted on Reddit um, and it says, my dad emigrated here, no specific place, but my dad emigrated here and worked at a pickle factory. Um, They asked him if he could drive a forklift, but because of the language barrier and not really understanding, he said yes, just because he didn't want to say no. I don't think he fully understood what a forklift was. Probably not. Yeah. Um, and so he gets in the forklift and tries to do what they tell him to do. He crashed into the shelving, <laughs> knocked down all of the shell, uh, all of the jars, and filled the warehouse with pickles and pickle juice. I, like I would first of all, I really, like I I love pickles. Who doesn't love a good pickle? Do you like I pickles? I don't mind a pickle on pasta. Yeah, see, I don't I, I I don't mind a pickle. Um, but I would imagine if you knock down like a bunch of barrels or or jars full of pickles mm. and it went everywhere, mm-hmm. like the smell would probably be horrendous. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine being the person of authority that's on duty? <laughs> Just pick up the pickles. That's it. Who's going to pick up the pickles? Peter Piper. (laughs) (laughs) You know, imagine being the person who like hears this crash bang wallop, goes to investigate and just is greeted by a sea of pickles. Presumably there's like gushing and there's pickles falling and dropping and thudding on everything. Slipping on the juice. Oh man, I don't. He probably. I'm, I'm assuming he probably didn't come back after that. Like I don't think. No, you, I don't think you can come back after that. No, I. I don't think there's any comeback from that. Is no. that there's no coming back from it? No. No. Um. Okay. You've got and you've got a second one. Yes. You this to share? is a very short one. Um. This is a friend of mine actually. Okay. Um. He worked in a nightclub in Manchester that I used to frequent. It's actually where nice. I met him. Nice. Um, Worked there for a number of years. In 2008, he quit by not showing up. Fair enough. And he still hasn't told them that he doesn't work there anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And that's like 13 years ago. It would be way better if he was still getting paid. Like, I I bet you that there are people out there probably with smaller companies about that have quit or just stopped showing up and they continue to get paid. Yes. Until someone realizes that they've made a mistake, and I'm I'm assuming they could then the company can go back and and like get that pay back at some point. It would have to involve yeah, like some sort of legal. It. They wouldn't be able to just take yeah. it, would they? Yeah. And I think at that point, you know, for some companies, they probably would just say it's it's it would cost us too much in legal costs to yeah. actually recoup the money, so it doesn't. Unless yeah. you want to stand by principle. But I'm sure there are people that that, that happens to yeah. because you just sort of fly under the radar for a little yeah. while, right? Yeah. Um, but that is really funny. I I read um we had another submission, a short one, that 
said um, it was from a guy who said that he got let go for smelling like weed. All right. Yeah. By, by his boss that he had smoked weed with. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. Honestly. <laughs> Listen, kids, drugs and work. They don't mix. That's no. number one. Okay. Never smoke weed with your boss. Um, now, weed, of course, is legal in Canada. So it's really not a big deal for us at this point. Everyone smokes it. Everyone buys it. The province, like the, the government distributes it. I can just buy it off a website. It gets delivered to my house wow. in 48 hours. Yes. I'm not going to say or not say that I've used the website. Um but it's really, it's a really fast delivery. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. That's so, good to know. <laughs> so, you sure know a lot about him, Andy Matt. I, yeah, I, 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 I'm just telling you the facts. Just telling That's you the all facts. I want. That's all I want. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, don't do, do I mean, come on. Don't do bad things with your boss. And I always tell people this too. And I know all of you out there, Especially, like, I will say, it is a very, it's a cultural difference between Canada and the UK. I've been talking about about this with a friend of mine um, that lives in England. And this seems to be way more common that people day drink, number one. So if you go on your lunch break, you're going to have a drink. In Canada, if you go on your lunch break and you have a drink, all of your coworkers are looking at you like, mm-mm. Right. Okay. That's, don't you don't you do See, that? Certain workplaces will be very very judgy if you did yes. that. I mean, for example, when I worked at nursery, if I went to a <laughs> local pub for a cheeky little uh, southern Ooh. comfort on my lunch break, yeah, that there, very there bad, would be questions it? asked. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be acceptable. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just surprised. Out. I'm surprised though because like you know, I've worked in public service my whole life it is very frowned upon, um, to do any type of a day drinking, even if it's on a lunch or at a work, um, uh, you know, sometimes we have work things mm-hmm. even during the day. And sometimes they even serve wine. Mm. Don't do it. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> and then, and then if your workplace has a Christmas due or Christmas party or something like that. Um, it just seems like in the UK, people are much more like, they feel much more free yeah. to drink with their boss or drink with their coworkers. And I just think it's not a good idea because bad things happen. Mm-hmm. We know that when you drink alcohol, you kind of lose your mind a little bit and bad things happen and you make bad judgment calls. And then that follows you on Monday when you show up to your place of work and you have to say, Oh my God, I accidentally (laughs) did this. I'm really sorry. Like people, like people's perceptions of you won't change. And that's why in Canada, we just don't, we don't do that. It's just a, it's just a big no, no. No, that's a very good piece of advice. Don't day drink at work with your boss or even weekend binge drink with your boss no don't do it any your boss is not your friend no don't take part in any kind of frivolity with your boss don't do it and that's it don't do it if you're trying to do it to get on your boss's good side it ain't gonna happen your boss doesn't give a shit don't do it no, because if you smell the weed, you're still going to fucking fire. That's right. <laughs> That's, That's right. This is where we're going with this. Um, yeah. I, there was one more funny one that I got. 
Okay. Um, so basically, <laughs> so a friend of mine said that he, he really didn't like this one coworker that he had. All right. And so he kept on stealing her lunch. Oh, from the fridge. No, he wouldn't do it consistently. Like it wasn't like every day, but he would like plant the seeds to like, he would do it on a Monday and he would like eat the lunch and then put the container back in the fridge. Oh empty. my God. <laughs> and of course she would so <laughs> And apparently it only took, it only took a couple of times because she was, um, she was a Karen and obviously she, she had enough. <laughs> Yes, understandably. And I understandably. Like that's like you're breaching you are breaching the the protocol when <laughs> when take when taking someone's lunch out of the fridge. And he he did get fired. Yeah, he got fired for that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my goodness. I just these people walk among us. They're your friends. <laughs> This is the thing, but I mean, I'm not really surprised in a sense. No. I mean, yeah, it's, it's funny, but it, it's so naughty. I know it is. It like on the scale of things that you could do at work to really piss your coworkers off eating their lunch or anything, even if you take their yogurt out of the fridge. Yeah. You know, they notice it instantly. I mean, I could say, okay, I have probably once or twice in my working life taken somebody's yogurt because I was really hungry. <gasps> or, yeah, Ooh. I'm going to... Oh, it's my happened. goodness. It's happened. It's happened. It's happened. It's happened. <laughs> or, or like, sometimes people, live, like, they leave, like, pop in the fridge. And it's just, like, single, like, these random cans. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll replace it. Sometimes people, like, they could put water bottles in the fridge. Eh. I'll replace it. Like, I will go. I'll drink it. But then, like, if I have time that day on my lunch or if I get a break, I'll go to the store across the street and then I'll get one and put it back. <laughs> but I'm not going to say I've you never done it. I'm a whole new light. And when I'm not sure I like it. Listen, when you're desperate, you're desperate. And that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Look, um, all I'm, I'm going to say is there's taps with fucking water. <laughs> Get a cup out of the cupboard and drink some water from the tap. Don't be stealing someone's hard-earned pop. Monday? Well, when it's right there in front of you and you are just thinking how thirsty you are and you've just been in like three back-to-back meetings you go i need that right now more than they do thank you for listening to this week's episode come and say hello over on our instagram page at mac to mac podcast our music was kindly donated to us by cameron bagnall cameron can be found on facebook as candy's band moretti they can also be found on Instagram at Moretti Band. All music was produced at Moorcross Studios and their website is moorcrossstudios.co.uk.